Thank you for downloading the NY Balls podcast. If you'd like to contact the authors of this podcast, Andrew Schwartz and Brian Schwartz, please email us at ny.balls.podcast at gmail.com. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the NY Balls AFC preview extravaganza. This is Brian Schwartz along with Andrew Schwartz. Say hi to everybody, Andrew. Hey, kitties. Very nice. Uh, we're going to do our AFC preview for you. Uh, we're going to split it up a little differently. We're going to do division segments, keep the podcast a little bit shorter. Um, that way you could go to the division you like first and then, of course, listen to the rest of them. But at least you could hit your division first. Makes life a lot easier. Yeah, and uh, kudos, props, whatever kind of credit uh, I'd like to give out, depending on my skin color, goes to Jeremy Meehan, who suggested <laughs> this idea. And uh, so thank you, Jeremy. One of Jeremy our, never our gets loyal credit listeners. for anything. That's right. And, you know, see what happens when you give uh, you give the NY Balls individuals feedback? We use it. We got, like, one piece of feedback, and we used it immediately. It was great. Great so, idea. Hey, our, our listeners have terrific ideas. What can we say? So our, our first preview here is the AFC East, the uh, NY Balls Dos Equis, most interesting division in the NFL. <laughs> Uh, that's right. We are sponsored by Dos Equis. I like it. I like it. So this is the, in my opinion, at least, the most interesting division in the National Football League. Nice job, Chris Carter. Can you, when you edit that, can you make it in slow motion so it's like the national? I can give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, just it would be funny. Yeah, I, I agree. Like that over and over again. I agree. So uh, we're gonna do the same thing as we did the last couple weeks. Uh, the last not couple weeks for the last conference. Uh, most important thing, best offensive player, best defensive player, fantasy sleeper stud, and uh, how we think the division is going to end up. Sounds good. All right, well, let me start off right now. I'm going to dive right in with my biggest story, and I'm going to say it's actually kind of a two-parter, and I'm going to kind of pose it to you. Um, can New England regain their status as top dogs in this division, or have they even lost it in the first place? Because... Everyone is so high on the Jets this year. I know they made it to the uh, to the conference finals and all that, but you know they were nine and seven last year. And frankly, if everyone was playing, you know, if the Colts were playing an actual uh, you know game in the regular season, they probably wouldn't even made the playoffs. Now, yeah, they have a lot of talent, but you know, New England, uh, you know, Tom Brady's coming back from his second year from major knee injury. Usually takes more than a year to come back. Usually, second year is the the upturn. So, so hey, you know, do, do you think that New England is still not the tops in that division, or do you think it's the Jets now, or do you think the Jets actually have to do something and prove it this year? Well, I think we'll get there in the prediction sections. I think I'll answer Ooh. your question. Little teaser for everybody. Uh, but I really think that's an important point. I, I I can say this without previewing what I'm going to say later. I agree that I don't think New England was overtaken as top dogs in the division. I agree with you on that, by the uh, way. I just, it, it did not happen to me. Uh, just because the Jets made a, a ton of moves in the offseason and the Dolphins did as well, that doesn't do it for me. And that, that kind of leads me to my most important thing in this division and that the NFL is a quarterback-driven league. The best teams have good quarterbacks. If you have a good quarterback, you're a perennial playoff contender. Aside from the Ravens in 2001, you usually need a good quarterback to win the Super Bowl yeah. or at least advance in the playoffs. So my most important thing here is for the Jets and the Dolphins, can their young quarterbacks take the step up to make their teams those perennial playoff contenders? Because everybody talks about the Jets and how and 
you have to love their moves, at least from a talent perspective, what they did in the offseason. From a character perspective, um, looking at you, Antonio Cromartie, <laughs> I don't know if... Dude, uh, he is a character. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if they made the right moves from a, like a camaraderie perspective, but uh, the Sanchez and Chad Henney, whichever quarterback makes the leap, that's the team that has the potential to overtake New England. I mean, everybody's handing this thing to the Jets. You think Miami's there yet? Do you think? I think Miami's well coached. Uh, I think that they play exceptionally hard, and I think that Henny is in his third year, and Sanchez is in his second. Oh, I think I think Henny will. I, I think Henny's going to have a better year. I think he's going to take a step up, just like you. But I, I don't think it's enough with that team. Ronnie Brown's confident injury. You know, I know Ricky Williams has been good. What is he now? Thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of black smoke in those lungs. Yeah, I mean, who knows with him? Yeah, you just don't know with that team and their supporting cast. I mean, I know they got Brendan Marshall now, which you know he and Henny could, if they can get some chemistry going there. You know, that could be an interesting tandem. But uh, you know, no Ted Ginn anymore. Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm kidding about that. Ohio State. Uh, I mean, to me, I think that both I think the Dolphins have playoff aspirations and the Jets have Super Bowl aspirations. But for either of them to come close to that, it all depends upon the quarterback. I mean, they both came from pro style offenses in college. They're both, I think, ready to take a step. But uh, people forget Sanchez last year. He played well in the playoffs. But what was he? Twelve touchdowns, 20 interceptions during the year. I mean, he's got a ways to go. And Henny hasn't played that much. So he's got a ways to go also. So. These teams better – I think they better check their expectations a little bit. All right. Who's your best offensive player? Uh, best offensive player on the field or in the bedroom? Because if it's in the bedroom, I'm going with Antonio Cromartie. I, I don't <laughs> – I don't know. I still think Travis Henry, even in jail, probably gets that one. Yeah, but he... Cromartie is only like 25, man. This That was one of the funniest moments. I was sitting there watching that with Jess and – she just turns to me and she's like, "How many three-year-olds does this guy have?" Like, <laughs> I it's played. Not just, it's, it's not that just he has seven kids; he has four three-year-olds. Like as my brother said, 2007 was a great year for Antonio Cromartie. Yeah, yeah, but but Travis Henry has he has like 12 different women by like not uh, 12 different 12 different kids by like nine different women, and since he's been in jail, two of them are men now too. He's somehow figured out a way to impregnate men. Listen, Cromartie's <laughs> young. He might have aspirations as well, and he could get there. All right, all right. All I'm saying is he might get there. And ha- seriously, who's the woman that's like, nah, he did it once. I mean, it, I would, it would make more sense if he had seven kids by seven women, but to have seven kids by like five women, come hey, on. It, it could have been, it could have been out of control orgy. Just they all happen to get pregnant at the same time. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I just hope there's some like. I mean, I, doesn't there. doesn't that make those women all that much more responsible? Oh, yeah, it's definitely the women. I agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, her name, what's her name? I think my three-year-old's name is London. She was born in, like, July. Due to your dad saying, <laughs> Brendan London, Brendan London. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Mix. All right, anyway. <laughs> well, I believe it's on the Dolphins roster, but that's another story. Right. Uh, my most, my best offensive player is Tom Brady. Uh, oh. Michigan bias, whatever. Uh, it's Tom Brady. He's the best. He's he's a complete quarterback. Bitch. Three Super Bowl wins. Uh I, I almost went Brandon Marshall because I like Brandon Marshall a lot, but I want to see that he's motivated playing with Miami. But to me, it's Brady. It has to be Brady. Yeah, I actually agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. I think it's. Uh, Why are you calling me a bitch? 
Because I was just, you know, I, I couldn't help it. One people to think for a second I was going to go outside the box. I'm picking all Michigan players for everybody That's for the fine. rest of this. Podcast. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think it kind of goes hand in hand with just a little, I think, with the whole question I had about New England and if they're, you know, really top dogs still. I think people are kind of taking Tom Brady for granted here. I mean, you know, he was the undisputed best quarterback, you know, one of the, one of the, going to be one of the all-time greats two he years is. ago. And now I, I know, I know, but I'm just saying two years ago and now people don't, you know, people are like, oh, Tom Brady, the Patriot, you know, eh, I, I agree with you. Uh, it's like, it's like over scrutiny. He got married and got another kid and sure. everybody's like, oh, maybe he doesn't care about football. He grew his hair out, you know, he's dreamy, but what can you say? All right. Uh, defensive player. This was tough because I mean, I wanted to say Darrell Revis, you know, but is he going to play this year? So I don't know if that counts or not. Because I think when he's on the field, he's definitely the best defensive player in that division. I'm not sure how you can say he's not. Um, I have the same thing. I have Revis with a big question mark. Yeah. So who would you say if he is, does not play this year? Which is, I think he'll be playing. But who would you say if he did? Do you okay, have anyone? Well, I do. Ooh, but I, I swear I was just joking about the Michigan thing. But this is another Michigan guy. David that, Harris? I love David Harris. <laughs> uh, is he it does sad not that get, I knew that? Or? Yeah, well, he doesn't get any publicity on that defense. He's just sitting there in the middle. Bart Scott's next to him, yapping, cursing his face off. Funny, by the way. Very insightful, Bart Scott. But yeah. uh, So he's just, you know, he makes all the times. Chris Jenkins is in front of him. You know, you got Golston next to him, although usually he's never on the field. But I'm just saying, he gets all the publicity. That's more like, tackles. Yeah, is Golston going to be okay? You know, is he going to be a bust? Blah, blah, blah. He's got Revis behind him. You know, I just think David Harris is steady. He's in on passing downs. He's going to get you 150 tackles, and he's just a terrific player. Oh. But I, I agree. If it, if Revis is on the field, it's Darrell Revis. Yeah, I got no one else for that because I didn't think about it. I was going to, then I forgot. So you should, Yeah, it's it's fair. I mean, the Patriots have a lot of talent, young talent on defense. I mean, but... you could say uh, two years ago I would have said Gerard Mayo maybe, but last year took maybe a bit of a step back. I know he's only his second year. Well, coming off knee injury again, so maybe he'll he'll be a stud again this year, like he was his rookie season. Yeah. So your your fantasy sleeper stud. Before before we continue, I should say, last uh, during the NFC preview, we defined sleeper as someone that wouldn't be a starter week one, but that would be like an every week starter, week four, five, and six. And then we kind of just strayed off that definition anyway. So I think yeah. the better definition for fantasy sleeper is somebody that's worth more value than when they're where they're being taken. Okay. Well, that, I, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Significantly more, significantly more than where they're being taken. Okay. Well, I'm going to go, I mean, this is a little deeper again. This is just meant to, uh, that definition, by the way, was to make your sleeper picks make, you know, fit our definition. Correct. Right. Yeah. Correct. Uh, um, I'm actually going to go with a tight end on the New England Patriots because I think that this year I think Brady might use his tight end a little more. I think that Wes Welker – I think he's actually – Wes Welker's going to have a good year. But, um, you know, I, when when Ben Watson was playing well or when Ben Graham was playing well, Brady liked to use those guys. Daniel Graham. Ben Graham's a punter. Yes, that's correct. Daniel Graham. I apologize. From Colorado. <laughs> when Brady was throwing those fly routes to his Australian <laughs> right, you, know what I meant. you know what I meant. You know what I meant. You know what I meant. All I right. got you. All right. Yeah. He won the uh, best tight end, tight end award over uh, Jeremy Shockey. All right. Anyway, <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah, I know more about that guy. Anyway, um, I'm going to go with, out of Florida, Aaron Hernandez. Nice. Um, he's, now, he was the second tight end they drafted. That's correct. They also got, what was it, Rob Gronkowski? 
Yeah, from uh, Arizona, I believe. Yes. So it's going to be interesting. And this is this is a pretty deep sleeper, but I think he could possibly emerge later in the season in kind of a Fred Davis mold, you know, as a, as a guy. It, it's a big boomer bust type pick. But if, you, if you're someone that likes taking two tight ends, if you want to grab someone in the last round, um, for extremely high upside, just someone to kind of keep keep an eye on on the waiver wire, you know, just kind of track his progress. I think he's a guy you could possibly look at. See, I agree with you and disagree with you on that. I agree with you because Ben Watson always got touchdowns in the Patriots' offense. They always used the tight end in the red zone, and now that he's gone, and Mike Vrabel, right, and you got these these two guys there. The the reason I disagree with you is I don't know which one Gronkowski or Hernandez is going to be the one that they start targeting in the red zone. Exactly. That's why you got to take a look at him. That's so, why week one he's yeah, in. I, I, I mean, I like Gronkowski. I know Hernandez is more of a true receiver. Gronkowski is a better blocker. So uh, maybe he'll, maybe Gronkowski will be on the field more. I, I don't mean, know. if you knew that they were going to go after one to two of those guys, then they probably wouldn't be quite as much of a sleepers because people would have them on their radar. Probably, but they'd still be sleeping a little bit. Yeah. All right. Who you got? My sleeper is like to say this name and then say sleeper is like the most ridiculous thing. But Ladanian Tomlinson is a sleeper. Oh God! I, you, I, I absolutely believe it because he's being severely undervalued. And the reason I say that is because the Jets love to run the ball. So yeah, he's going to get a lot of carries even as the backup. Sean Green can't stay on the field. Is why I think Ladanian Tomlinson is a good. Ugh. He was always hurt at Iowa. And it, again, this isn't. I'm not saying that Tomlinson's going to return to a 2006 form where he won you fantasy leagues. I'm saying that the Jets love to run the ball. They're going to need to run the ball because of Sanchez. They have a terrific offensive line, and Sean Green's going to be hurt. So he's going to have to get the ball. Will he be better than last year? Yes. Oh, really? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I totally disagree with you. Absolutely. The besides, Chargers could besides, not run the ball In, in our league, Dempsey's going to take him with the second overall pick after Matt Hasselbeck. That's so correct. Matter. But he's going, he's going very, very late now. He's, I think he's being undervalued. And I think he's going to be a, let's say, a solid number two back for pretty much the entire season. Oh, uh, I would say maybe a flex guy, maybe. Well, that's why we disagree. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I mean, I I granted, I won't touch him with the 10-foot pole because I was high on him last year. And I took him with, like, the eighth overall pick in our draft, and I got screwed. I mean, I got Chris Johnson in the second round after him. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean... Maybe I'm a little lower on it than you are, obviously, but I, I just, unless he dropped too far, I, I, I don't know. I don't think I could touch the guy. I don't know. So I think I think people are looking at him as damaged goods, and they don't want to touch him. I, I like agree. I said, by default, he's going to be the starting running back for the Jets because Sean Green, Sean Green at Iowa never played more than nine games in a season. So th- he is injury prone. He- Sean Green's a guy that left. I, you know, I we killed Tomlinson a couple years ago when he sat out that playoff game. Yeah. Where he didn't play, and Rivers played with the torn knee. Sean Green left a playoff game last year against the Colts. You're not a big Joe McKnight guy. No, I mean, oh, God. <laughs> Joe Joe McKnight. All right. Anyway, good argument on Tomlinson. Yeah. All right. That was well, nice. Like, yeah. Uh, so AFC East. Uh, how do you have it finishing? And then, of course, I will. Tell my uh, the teaser that I, I left off earlier about how I think it's going to finish. You're quite the tease. Yeah. Um, I have New England finishing first. I got the Jets second. Miami third and Buffalo last. In a distant, distant 
You mean because we haven't talked about them yet? <laughs> yes, we have not mentioned them once. I love C.J. Spiller, by the way, but I just don't think he's going to have anywhere to go. What do you mean? Their offense is, is just terrible. Well, Their line is the terrible. Wasn't Fred Davis? No, he's so? going to get the ball, but I'm saying like he's going to get the ball. And it's going to be like Tecmo Super Bowl where you guess the correct play and there's just like 11 guys busting through the line ready to tackle you. Yeah. So they're All terrible. Right. All right. Uh, I have the division the same way. I have it Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, Bills. Uh, I'll go a step further. Ooh. And I'll say that I think they're going to all be one game apart, and this division is going to be very tight going down to the end. I'm, I'm thinking – I looked at their schedules, and they have very difficult schedules, the AFC East. Yeah. Uh, I believe they play the NFC North, which so they got to play the Vikings. they got to play the Packers. Uh, I think two, uh, obviously two of them are going to Chicago and I think Detroit's improved. Uh, but I have this as like a 10 and six, nine and seven, eight and eight division. Uh, yeah. Patriots, 10 and six jets, nine and seven dolphins, eight and eight. Company. Wild card out of there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say the jets are a wild card, but when we get to future divisions, I have like five teams finishing at nine and seven. Yeah. I- so I'm gonna bl- I'm gonna blindly say that the Jets take a uh, tiebreaker over one of these other teams. I have I have the Jets as, I have the Jets as well. Uh, that's a wild card there, and I, I, th- I agree with you. I think it's gonna be a very close one. Can I just say really quickly, uh, this this kid from Connecticut is like my new favorite player because he's like four foot eleven, and his favorite actress is Megan Fox. What did really what, somebody somebody from Mexico said that his they asked who his role model was, and he said Miley Cyrus. So, I thought I was gonna say like Pancho Villa or something. Uh, if they asked you my role, if they if I was on there today in like the uh, senior Little League Men's World Series uh, role model, it would have to be Antonio Cromartie. Uh, and, and seriously though, for the Jets, Baltimore, New England at Miami, they probably will start one and two. I mean, they could. Oh yeah, they could start zero and three. Those are all losable games. I agree. You gotta convince me, man. Minnesota, Denver, Green Bay. I mean, this it's a tough schedule. Except All right. Just Denver in there as a joke. But uh, so we each have Patriots, Jets, both making the playoffs. Patriots taking the division. All right. They a buy team for you, Patriots? Uh, I, I haven't thought about it much. I um, I don't think they are going to be a buy team. I, I think that division is going to be tough. Yeah, me too. I agree. All right. I, I, so that was the AFC East on the NY Balls podcast.